I was thinking about, you know, New Year's and how it's, if you've historically, like me, uh, I, I used to sit down and try to make lists of things that I want to do or accomplish and make goals. Here's what I'm going to do next year. And um, I, don't, I don't really do that anymore um, for a number of reasons. But how many of you have ever done that? In the past, you think okay, and then and there's always there's always there's something about money in there, saving more and getting out of debt. There's something about losing weight in there. I mean, like, it's the, and there's you know other things that you have, but you know, it, then you go to a New Year's Eve party and you're like, well, but this is the last one. You're like shoving it all down because you're thinking, right? It's tomorrow I'm hitting it hard, and then you go to a football party, and it's like. It's January 2nd. I'll start on January 2nd, right? And we don't, we don't always do well at um, growing by using a date on a calendar and a firm decision. Could anybody just testify that that's true? We don't always grow by using a date because we think it's a new year, so I'm going to be this new person. And you're the same person. Weren't you the same person the next day? And, and so I want to talk about growing, and I want to talk about how we can grow and probably, I think, how we do actually grow, but it's usually not a date on a calendar and a firm decision. Now, if you've done that, kudos to you. You are the exception, right? It's not that it can't be done. Um, but what we seem to learn is that we grow more by evolution than by decision. Now, you play a part. There is no question you play a part. And so I want to talk about that. And I want to talk about taking your life to another level. All right? To another level. And we'll think of growth as levels. Now, um, you've, you've seen this before. Somebody invited me um, this past week to go to a cycling class. Again, it's the thing, right? It's the new year and you're going to get into shape and all that. And I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go. And, and, and I went anyway, and I shouldn't have gone. I should not have gone, right? <laughs> Is anybody with me and I'm talking about? Because what goes on in those classes? What goes on? In those classes are all these fanatics. They're fanatics, right? They wear biker shorts. They have biking shoes. They have the clips. They have the toe clips and those things. And I couldn't get my foot in the thing. And I knew I'm in trouble, right? And the lady's up front, and she's got the music pumping, you know, and she's screaming at me, get it to go, yeah. And she's yelling, and she's like, crank it down harder, right? And did I mention it's all women in this thing? Did I mention that? Which was what I was afraid of, right? And, and they're all just kicking my rear end. Does anybody know where I'm going here, right? And what, what is going through my mind, and what would be going through your mind is... I, I have to, I have to, I'm, I'm a proud person. I have to keep up with these people, right? Now, is there anybody with any intelligence whatsoever or common sense that would say you should actually try to keep up with these people? No, but you can't help yourself. You can't, I, I there's all these people because there was some time in my life when I used to be able to keep up with is anybody with me? There was a time in my life. So that time is not now. And what, what, we, what we don't like to do, this is important, is we don't like to, first of all, recognize the level that we are. Right? Physically, spiritually, whatever, whatever we're talking, I'm talking about growing today. 
But where you are physically, you don't want to recognize that, well, this is just where I'm at. It'd be good for me to kind of warm up my legs, go get a drink and come back, right? And then go get another drink and then just quit after the class is half over. (laughs) It went for an hour, for an hour, right? So the same thing, we don't always like to recognize that we are growing on certain levels. And don't think of these levels as clean, like you, you leave this stage of your life and you go to this stage. But there are levels. Um, you, you might want to think of them more as like growing peaks and valleys. Think of a, a, a chart of a stock market or something like this. It goes up and down, but the net is up. That's kind of how we grow. We, we advance and then we... Is this true? Then you, oh man, I, I fall back. And then, but I, I grow, I mature, and then I, I fall back a little bit more, and then I grow. So we just finished Christmas. Christ was born. Luke goes on to say that he grew. He grew. This baby grew. He grew to become a young man. He grew in wisdom and knowledge, in favor with God and with men. He, he, was, he was growing. And this is what's so important. The, 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 the faith, uh, the, the Christian life, if you will, our journey is a process. It's not something you snap your fingers and you arrive at a certain level. You don't walk into a spinning class and keep up. And I kept thinking about it when I was in the back of that class, like how it must be, because this person is just in command up here with the microphone and changing the lights and the music and just, right? And how how badly you wanted to be in. You wanted to be that good right away, but you're not. And I think this happens in the realm of church all the time. I think there's people all the time that you're just not at a certain place. You don't think, and so you want to be there. You want to, but it's, here's the thing. All of it takes time. Let me read second Corinthians. This is really important. Um, and I'll read Second Corinthians. Um, how about this? Chapter three, verse eighteen. It says, "Now we, who with unveiled faces reflect the Lord's glory, are being let's say that word together are being what transformed. We are being transformed into." His image with ever-increasing glory. That's a good phrase. Ever-increasing glory. One, two, three. Ever-increasing glory. So it's incremental. There's no doubt about it. It has these increments to it. You don't show up, sign up, and you you become. So um, this is is telling us that there's an ever-increasing thing that's happening, that we're continually moving from one level to the next level. And we're becoming more and more like him, like Christ. This is a good thing. Um, We're becoming more and more loving. 
if I could summarize, it's always best to summarize. You, you summarize it in love. God is love. The great commandment is love. So um, love does all of these things that make us the best version of ourselves. So when we are fully our best self, we are completely loving in all that we do. Now, all of us have a ways to go from that, right? Like I have a ways to go from the lady up front screaming in the microphone. We have a long way to go. But that's our journey. That's who we are becoming. And so you are at some, I am at some level of becoming that. But we are constantly evolving, changing, becoming what what Paul wrote as ever-increasing glory. Now, here's the thing to think about. Moving from one level to another is difficult. It takes time. It takes letting go of things that you thought and you held and you believed at one particular level. So how many have today you came, since you made it all the way here, you have an open mind, you have a pliable mind. Anybody? I mean, how many are rigid and like, I just, I like to prefer for people to just tell me what I already believe. You're there. Just, no, just tell me what I already believe. Reinforce what I, this is, this is common, right? And this is one of the things that stops us from moving from one to another is all you listen to are things that you already hold true, already are convinced of. You don't want to hear anything else. You don't want to hear a counter argument. And your mind is set. Jesus talked about this being like wineskins, right? Old, rigid wineskins. They're, they're fully stretched out and they become brittle. They become rigid. So they can't handle something new. So I'm going to try to bring you some new wine today. So you got to bring the new wineskin. You got to bring the pliable mind. You got to say, okay, I'm willing. Ready? I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to grow. Interesting context about this. If you put the verse back up there, just for a minute, just for grins, since we're here, I want to make this like a little seminar for a couple minutes. It says, we who with unveiled faces. What is he talking about there? And let me back up and explain the context of this. It says, we are not like Moses who put a veil over his face. Does anybody remember this? Exodus 34, if you're for grins, verse 35, verse 33 through 35. Moses goes to get the commandments. He meets with God and his face is glowing. Does anybody remember this somewhat? Sunday school? Or, and, and he puts a veil over his face. And th- this veil, you know, it's like, it's, it's it, the, the, the essence of the way I read it, I remember reading it when I was young and I'm like, oh man, that guy is so full of God that he has this veil and, you know, people can't get near it. Now watch what Paul says about this veil, right? So that's Exodus. This is the, this is the new, this is Paul talking about it. Paul says, we are not like Moses who put a veil over his face to keep the Israelites from looking or gazing and realizing that the radiance was fading. This is really important. Why did Moses, according to Paul, why did Moses put the veil on his face? Because that was fading. 
So when people came around, Moses whips the veil on and and people, oh man, that guy, oh, he's with God. Oh, that's Moses, you know. And Moses, can you imagine Moses? Like, they're starting to see it's fading. It's fading. I know I'm blowing your deal of Moses, aren't I? But it's actually Paul writing about it, so I get a pass. Don't I? This is Paul. This is what Paul's saying. Paul said, it was, that thing was fading. It wasn't working anymore. Now, we've all done this. Haven't we, posers? Have you? <laughs> Haven't you posed? Come on. Anybody, does anybody ever suck it in when you get a selfie taken? Does anybody ever? I mean, you, everybody poses, right? Everybody has this veil, like, this is what I want you to really think. And, and Moses is evidently like, I want you to think that the, the glow is still there. Paul is unbelievably harsh, unbelievably harsh with what this was all about. I'm going to do you a, a solid five-minute favor detour right here, all right? We're going to do a five-minute detour in the message. How many of you have ever been confused or concerned reading the Bible? Confused or concerned? All right. I'm going to do my best, all right? Um, my, hint, my guess is it was somewhere in the Old Testament where all these people are being killed and God's telling, and is this, am I close, confused or concerned? No? Okay. Um, what Paul is explaining is so important. What Paul was explaining was this. People had veils. He would say Moses was posing, but not only that, the whole thing was a veil. In other words, when you have a veil on, stay with me, you can see, but you can't see what? Clearly. You can't see the whole picture. In the Old Testament, I'm oversimplifying, but stay with me. In the Old Testament... People could see, but they couldn't see clearly. One writer said it this way. It's like they were walking through a, a living room full of furniture with a very dim light on. And it wasn't later till Christ that the light became bright and you could see. So you have all kinds of people saying, God said this. God told me to do this. God told me to do that. And was it really God? Or were they, What? looking through a veil, not quite seeing the whole picture yet. One of the worst questions people ask, and I I suppose we've all done it, is people will ask this this question. They'll say, Chris, what does the Bible say about X? What a terrible question. Why? This is important. Because we assume that the Bible is consistent, like you go to a certain page in the back and it gives you answers about everything. The answer is, it depends where you look in the Bible. If you look at certain parts of the Bible, it will say, sacrifice animals. This is what makes God happy. Sacrifice and kill this particular thing. God loves that. But then you get to the prophets, and the prophets say, God doesn't want sacrifice. God wants mercy. So which is it? Well, this is huge. How about you with me still? You're with me. The Bible shows the progress of people waking up. It shows the progress of people, the veil coming off, the scales coming from their eyes, them starting. It's so difficult and, can I just say, downright absolutely dangerous to just grab some random verse out of the Old Testament and say, this is what God is like. That's not what God is like. This is what Paul is saying. He's like, Moses had a veil on. This was not what God is like, but they're slowly waking up to it which is a great picture 
of how we grow. It's like we're all slowly waking up. Hmm? How many of you like, like to wake up slow? This is my category of person, right? Like, let's take this easy. You know what I mean? Like, I, no rude alarm. How many hate rude alarm clocks? I just, I'm in a bad mood all day. Just give me some gentle music, right? Let's just start real nice and easy. And then let's make our way to the coffee pot, ladies and gentlemen, right? Does anybody have the preset one where it can already be brewing by the time you get up? I mean, life is good, right? Ease into it. How we wake up spiritually is similar. You can't just jump up, jump out of bed. You're, you're getting it. You're getting it. And this, this, this is so important. This is huge. This is the story of people waking up. It's not the right question to say, what does the Bible say about any subject? It's the wrong question. This is a story of people waking up. The Bible is constantly critiquing itself. So why would you say, what does the Bible say? If Paul is critiquing Moses, if the prophets are critiquing Moses, if Jesus is critiquing the others, you would have to say, where is this story going and where should we be now? Yesterday, I went to Grandma's. Family Christmas, huh? 94. She's just just killing it at 94, right? And um, she, she comes over to me and she whispers to me, we have di- uh, dinner, we eat. And she says, Chris, can you go get the projector? Now the projector, if you don't know, this is like a, this is like a family, this is like, this is like a family shrine moment, right? The projector is, is, a, is a particular device that only my grandpa ever touched. My grandma shot high eight or super eight or whatever that was back in the 60s and 70s or whatever. And, and, uh, and no one ever touched that sacred projector except my grandpa. You know, and we always felt like there was, he was kind of like Moses with the veil. Like, I can't get in there, you know. And she told me to get the projector. I mean, this was like a holy moment in our family, right? And so I walked downstairs and she didn't say to the whole family, I start getting all the pieces out and everybody's looking at me like, he touched the projector, right? My grandpa's been gone for several years now and I think my grandma felt like we can do it now. And so we got all, all the old movies, right? And we start watching all... And here was the, here was the point. We're going to watch all of us younger and and... You, you ever watch pictures of yourself when you're younger? Do you, is anybody like, why did I wear that? Why did I act? Is anybody? But you, when you were doing that, you were in your mind at that stage of your, you were fully convinced that that looked good. You believed that, in other words, we, and then we look back and we go, oh man, what was I doing, right? And it was a great occasion for every, all the cousins to laugh at each other, make fun of each other, right? Because when you look back, you see how underdeveloped you were. But at the time, you thought you were normal. I'm, I'm looking at myself. I'm like a spastic. I'm showing off for the camera every chance that I get. And my brother's trying to get in my way. And my cousin's tackling me. And we're all trying to. And you, you look back and go, wow. Right? Here, listen. This, the Bible shows us the, the, the slow waking up. The slow you don't know when you, when you left that and when you became this. It's only when you look at something that's 30 years later or 40 years later and you go, wow, 
This is how most of us grow. We don't grow with a date on a calendar and I made a decision and there, no, but you just, you keep, but here's the important thing. You have to have that pliable mind and heart. The key is that you can't say, this is what I've been told. This is what I believe. I'm done. I'm finished. I've learned it. Rather, you're saying, God, as we go into this new year, what's the next step? So listen, she so say, well, Chris, what are the things that cause us to grow? This is what you're not going to like. Almost always something to do, almost, I didn't say always, but I said almost always something to do with pain and loss are involved. Almost always. Why? Because we don't look, let go of anything until we have to. We never let go of control until we have to. We never let go of things. And, and think back over your own life. And I didn't say always, but a lot of the times what happens is these are the things that force us to rethink. Watch what, watch what Paul writes about here. Um, he says, uh, therefore, we don't lose heart, though outwardly we're wasting away. Yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. All right? Outwardly, how many, how many of the, the outward thing, as hard as you're trying, she's slowly going downhill. You hate to admit it. But you hate to admit it, but slowly, no, you don't even want to admit it. You're like, I'm defying. I know, but I've been taking these new, I know the new supplements. But the reality is, outwardly, right? You don't bend as far as you used to bend. You don't sprint as fast as you used to sprint. And I, I am all for, I am 100% for fully engaging, trying to, you know, be your best, use this temple, maximize it, keep it. I'm all for that. Trust me. But the reality is outwardly, she's going downhill. Slowly, I know for you, slowly. But this is what Paul's saying, but inwardly. You're being renewed day by day. It's this process. And this is what's so important. You stay engaged in this process. And on the inside, you're constantly being made into a new person. You're reaching. Now, this is a great word like Paul uses. He chose a specific word because there's a word new, which would be like... um, it's a brand new year, new year. Or um, if I, I have this phone, and I don't know, this is like I don't know what this is, an iPhone six or something. I don't know what it is. But if I went and got a new phone, I could go get a brand new iPhone six or whatever this is. Somebody here says it's not a six, it's a whatever. I don't know what it is. <laughs> It, it's now, when I, when I plug it in, now it doesn't recharge that well. You know what I mean? I'm, things are starting to happen. You think, I'm going to need a new phone. But I could get t- two different kinds of new phones. I could get a new iPhone 6, or I could get the 10, right? I could get the 8. I could get new in quality. What, here's what Paul's saying. Every single day, as you're cooperating with God, you're becoming new in quality. That is, you're becoming a better version of yourself. 
And if you cooperate with God through this, this is what you will become. But Paul talks about it all in the context of suffering. That's why he says, don't lose heart. It's the context of suffering. Why is that? I, my view, I don't think God ever authors, designs, intends suffering. It's just not what I believe. But what I believe is we have to experience some kind of loss in order to go from this place to the next place because comfort, ready? Comfort by its very nature makes us want to, what? Stay. I just want to stay. I, I just want to remain here. You know what my grandma said when we were watching the video? I just want to, I just want to bottle that up. It was, the, it was the prime of all the grandkids there. Santa Claus, full beard, just great big. Everybody was there. And it was the, it was the time when all the kids really liked their presents. It was, it was all that time, right? And, and she just, she said, I just want to bottle that up. Isn't that how we are? Like, I just want to bottle that and stay there. But comfort makes us want to stay. But growth requires us to change, to let go so that we can experience something new and at a greater or increasing, as Paul put it, glory. Now, you have some thoughts about your life. Are you done growing Or are you in the process? So many people that I meet, to them, their Christian life is about learning five or six, ten or twelve facts, repeating those facts endlessly to other people, and then they're done. And what Paul is saying is, this has nothing to do with it. You are constantly evolving and changing, and in your heart becoming a different person with what he calls ever-increasing glory. So think about this. If life has levels or what Paul talked about, layers of glory, what level are you at? And are you ready to take it to the next level? And to take it to the next level, the only thing you have to answer this question is, are you willing to let go of the level that you're at? So it's either, I'm already at the top, Chris, I'm done, all right? There's a couple of you out there, I met you, right? <laughs> I'm done, <clears throat> I have arrived. Or you're at some level, and if you're at some other level other than the very top, right, then the question is just, do you, A, do you want to go, and B, are you willing to let go of the level that you're at? Are you willing to let go of the level that you're at. Growing, this, listen, growing is actually one of the most rewarding things that we do. When you think about it, growing is what life is really all about. Because growing presents challenge to us. I read a story uh, earlier about this, uh, this Italian guy. He's got this family business. Um, couple generations old. Picture just an old, disheveled antique shop in Italy, right? In this village. And, and there's this um, very unique piece um, 
of an angel, and this American tourist comes in and starts to show interest in this thing. And in this old sort of dis- disheveled shop, this guy says he's watching the transaction happen. And this American tourist comes in, and he, she says, how much is this piece, this, this angel? And he throws this ridiculous number, thousands and thousands of dollars, right? And she just calmly grabs her checkbook and starts to write the check. At which point, when she starts to write the check, he goes, no, 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 I can't do business with you. I can't do business with you. And the, and the guy watching is like, what in the world's going on? You know, he threw a stupid price at her. She grabbed her checkbook, didn't blink, and just started, and he basically ushered her out of his shop. Later on, he went to the owner. He said, I, you know, I have to ask you, why did you do that? And this is what he said. He said, she didn't challenge me. He said, I threw her the price because I wanted to barter with her. She insulted me by thinking I wouldn't challenge her. He wanted, he was from the school that for this to be at all interesting, there has to be, he didn't think I was going to challenge her wits. She thought I was witless. And he ushered her out. This struggle is what we were all built for. To grow change, to have your thoughts, your, if I could say, wits challenged. And when they're not, you could set whatever goal that you want. Think with me. Set whatever goal that you want. Once you get it, you're immediately bored. Truth be told, how many of you gave off gifts to kids and they had, well, once they opened them, they were immediately bored, right? They play with it for an hour and then it's, I need something else. I have to go to something else. Here's the thing. You, this is what's so important. That's how you were built. You weren't built to arrive, stand still, and enjoy. You were built for this journey. That's what makes life exciting. How am I growing? How am I becoming a new person? Anybody ever get one of these? Were you excited to go get it for... And then you use it for like three days and you're like, eh, it's a thing. It rings. It does, right? Because once you have it, it's the, but if you were building these, right? If you were constantly inventing the next one, you'd be engaged in the struggle. It's not having the thing. It's the engagement in the struggle that really keeps us alive. So for, as we go into the new year, I, I just thought, here's what I would like to... Um, lay out for us all. Let's make a commitment to stay in the struggle of growing. To say to ourselves, like, I'm not fully there yet, and I want to continue to increase. And rather than pose like Moses, I think this is what a lot of us do. We just put the veil on. Come to church and make yourself look as good as you can. You know what I mean? They won't know. Kids, you know. And, 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 and underneath, it's like, no, that, that, that's not working anymore. And say to yourself, here's the veil. Pull the veil back. Here's the real me. And I'm going to commit to the process of growing. It was me. This, this is what it was. It was me in the back of that cycling class staying on my seat when all the women, all of them, were up there on the bikes pumping like this. And she's like, get up on your feet. And I'm like, I can't do it. 
<laughs> I can't. Right? Why? No, no, this is the truth. Why didn't I want? I just didn't want to be humiliated. And I went knowing I'm going to be what? Humiliated. I, I'm not. And all these women are on top of their bikes and they're running. And I'm shouting cheers and climbing Mount Everest, you know. And, and I'm just sitting there and I just, Look, wherever we are is wherever we... That's, and here's the, this is the thing I want you to get. What I had to tell myself is, at least I'm not at home on the couch eating potato chips. <laughs> no, this is so important. But why? I had to keep telling myself that because... I, I, was te- I was telling myself bad things about myself the whole class, right? You're not good enough. You should be better than this. You're li- whatever you're, t- right? No, no one struggles with their mind and like, like I am. Yeah. So I had to say, no, you're not at home eating potato chips. You're off the couch, Kramer. You're off the couch. It's all about what perspective that we give it. So our growth is all about the willingness, the humility. Trust me, it's humiliating, right? So I'm going to go there. I knew, I knew I was going to be humiliated. I said, I'm going to go anyway. I'm going to go anyway. You're a part. God's making you into something amazing. More and more until it says, more and more until we become fully like Christ. That's the goal. It's a good goal. In Orchard Grove, we do, we do the ABCs. Accept, Right? Believe, continue to grow, continue to grow, continue to grow. 